move sparked a Republican backlash against immigration, led by hardline nativists like Pat Buchanan and the foundations of wealthy right-wing donors from thoroughbred breeder John Olin to garlic magnate Jacqueline Hume began funneling millions into CIS. Although May died in 2005, her foundation, Colcom, has donated more than $76 million to block immigration reform in Congress. CIS provided the ammunition for that fight. From a nondescript office building on K Street, its researchers churn out study after study laying out the perils of immigration. Most follow a predictable pattern. They twist the numbers to show immigrants pushing Western civilization to the brink of disaster. One 2008 report blames immigrants for America's burgeoning street gang problem. Another, published two years later, argues that immigrants are using up the water in the American Southwest, making them the true threat to the environment. Yet another study, published in 2015, asserts that a whopping 51% of immigrant households are leeching off welfare, even though undocumented immigrants have been banned from receiving welfare since 1996. CIS's research methodology is so flimsy that even hardcore conservative organizations have condemned it. Simply put, the Cato Institute wrote of the welfare report, the CIS study does not compare apples to apples, but rather apples to elephants. After Barack Obama took office and agreed to welcome thousands of Syrian refugees into the United States, CIS joined forces with the radical right, circulating links to white nationalist publications like V-Dare and American Renaissance. The group has also embraced thinkers expelled from more polite conservative circles. Last year, CIS began publishing the works of Jason Richwine, a right-wing analyst who was forced to resign from the Heritage Foundation after it discovered that in his Ph.D. dissertation, he had advocated banning Hispanic immigrants because their IQs were lower than those of whites. Even conservatives were appalled. Now CIS is falling down the same alt-right pit that Tanton for years has denied courting, the conservative news site Red State observed. CIS, it seemed, had become too radical even for the mainstream GOP. Trump, however, has made CIS respectable. He legitimized them in a very big way, says Mark Potok, a senior fellow at the Southern Poverty Law Center. Thanks to Trump, the group is now routinely and respectfully cited by mainstream news outlets as a conservative think tank, with no mention of the kind of alternative facts it promotes about immigration. When the president's advisors go on television to argue that Trump drew the largest inauguration crowd in history or to justify new travel restrictions based on a non-existent terrorist attack in Kentucky, it's easy to dismiss such claims as ridiculous. But when anti-immigration screeds cooked up by CIS are presented as serious research reports, the lies are harder to spot and play a far greater role in shaping public policy. The Anti-Protest Backlash by Clio Chang from the New Republic If there's one thing that has emboldened anti-Trump activists in the early days of the new administration, it's the fact that their protests are working. The day after the inauguration, four million women and men took to the streets of Washington and a host of other cities in what proved to be the largest demonstration in U.S. history. The day after Trump signed his Muslim ban, protesters flocked to airports across the country. And they did so again the next day, and the day after that. To date, nearly every one of Trump's major decisions has been greeted by loud and sustained resistance. The grassroots revolts have proven effective. 
The protest helped prod Trump to walk back part of his travel ban, inspired Democrats to wage long and vocal confirmation battles against Betsy DeVos and Jeff Sessions, and even forced Trump to cancel a trip to a Harley-Davidson plant in Milwaukee after demonstrators threatened to greet him at the factory. In perhaps the best litmus test for Trump's discomfort, the president took to Twitter to voice his outrage. Professional anarchists, thugs, and paid protesters are proving the point of the millions of people who voted to make America great again. Now, however, Republican lawmakers in at least 10 states are working to shut down such shows of opposition. In Washington, Doug Erickson, a state senator who served as Trump's deputy campaign director in the state, has introduced a bill that would increase the penalties for anyone causing an economic disruption, such as blocking traffic. Erickson told the Seattle Times that the legislation is specifically designed to punish environmentalists, tribal activists, and others who have blocked oil and coal trains and pipeline projects, actions he denounces as economic terrorism. GOP lawmakers in other states are...